There hasn't ever been a single mom that I've talked to who feels like she has it all together, that she's doing a good job, and couldn't use just a little extra support. Hi, I'm Heather. I host the Shine.fm MomCast, and it is specifically for moms. It's a way to encourage you, to kind of give you a little bit of wisdom, and hopefully help you along this way of this journey that we've been given with being parents. So definitely check us out. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, and just search for us in Shine.fm Podcasts. As Christian people, we're trying to live a life that brings glory to God. But you know, some days, that's just really hard to do. Sometimes it feels like we aren't getting anywhere with all of our work or our efforts. And in these moments, it can be all too easy to just cave in and quit. We get weary. Where can we find the strength and the focus to keep going in these most difficult times? Where does the motivation and the inspiration come from. Hey, it's Charlie. Thanks for listening to the Encouragers United Podcast. Most of you probably know that my original background is in exercise, the science of training and, you know, the physical nature of competition in sports. I particularly coached athletes in the sport of track and field. It's a very diverse sport, right? You've got the larger heavyweight throwers, right? Shot put and discus and and, uh, hammer throwers and the light and springy jumpers, long jumpers and high jumpers and uh, the courageous pole vaulters and the, the real flexible and fast, tall, perhaps, uh, you know, sprinters called hurdlers, middle distance and distance and all the different events come together. It was a wonderful sport. And with the Olympics here just around the corner this summer and these uh, U.S. Olympic trials in full swing right now, it's a great time of the summer for a guy like me. I love to watch the stories and the performances of our athletes. Reminds me of the days when my legs were a little bit lighter and I could run and jump and throw a lot better than I do now. Also reminds me of the many years of working with students as they trained and they developed their own performances and they learned about life, the ups and downs of training. As any athlete will tell you, there are many. You know, when I coached, I often used Bible verses and spiritual concepts in my coaching and my teaching. And one of those favorite passages that I always remembered was in Galatians chapter six. And in this chapter, the apostle Paul is concluding his letter to the Galatian church. And the book of Galatians is largely about justification by faith instead of justification by works. However, towards the end of it, it veers towards a subject surrounding the results of our faith and a life that we live led by the Holy Spirit rather than the law. Listen to these wonderful words in Galatians 6 as we get near the end of the chapter here. Starts in verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. 
for whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially those who are of the household of faith. That's Galatians 6, verses 7 through 10. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. As he moves through chapter 6, he writes about what life in the Spirit should look like. And then we arrive at verse 7. And in verse 7, Paul reminds us that we're going to reap exactly what we sow. It's a farming illustration, right? You put seeds in the ground and you get that particular crop. So, in essence, if you sow your flesh, your own uh, physical abilities or your own physical discipline, you're going to reap the results of that discipline, which sometimes isn't very good, right? Oftentimes it leads to sin and failure. However, if we sow in the spirit, we're going to reap the rewards in the spirit. And that ultimately is eternal life. He then encourages us that we need to keep sowing in the spirit, right? Don't give up because when the time is right, we're going to reap that great harvest as long as we don't give up, right? As long as we persevere. This passage is so uplifting because it's a great reminder to not give up. And so many people are teetering right now on the edge. You may know who they are, right? They're just about ready to fall apart. I meet them almost every day. Sometimes I'm there myself, right? We're just right on the edge of overwhelmed. And our life in the spirit can certainly bring hardship and persecution, but it also brings great blessing. And my heart goes out to those people who don't actually understand the spiritual realm, right? They only deal in the physical. I see this a lot in the national news, um, you know, in politics, in how people are facing the problems of the world and they have no spiritual context or spiritual um, foundation at all. The obvious application here for me is it goes back to my physical training, right? Um, I would have to constantly remind my teams and my athletes that what we do in the six or seven or eight months prior to the competition, the competitive season, those training sessions make all the difference in how we will compete when the season actually comes. You don't compete all year round, but you train in cycles. So for instance, in track and field here in the United States, the college season and the high school season happens in the spring. So April, May, June, whereas in November, October, September, right? You're doing things at that fall period of time that will affect what you do and what you can do in the spring. It makes me think about these athletes in the Olympic trials or the Olympic games this summer. That meant that their hard, long training sessions may go back 
months, and years in advance. And they're all placed together in a systematic way that will hopefully bring a huge harvest, right? This time of the year for them to be the very best that they can be at the moment when they need to be that. You know, some of you may know this. I remember reading and seeing reports on the volume and the training uh, regime of famous Olympic swimmer, Michael Phelps. He completed some outstanding and almost superhuman uh, workouts, right? He became one of, if not the most decorated Olympic swimmer in history. He's actually won 28 Olympic gold medals, or actually 28 Olympic medals, and 23 of them are gold medals. Now listen to this. His longtime coach and his training staff would have him train in a very specific way. It was a very systematic way. And in the peak training cycles, when he was working the very hardest, he would swim 80,000 yards a week. 80,000 yards of, of work in the pool. That's almost 50 miles of swimming in one week. He practiced two times a day, you know, two sessions, sometimes more. If he was training at altitude, it made it even more difficult, right? Phelps trained for around five to six hours a day, six days a week. Now, he obviously worked up to those kind of numbers, right? But I think you get the idea. He actually banked or he sowed all of those hours and yardage in the pool. He sowed seeds of discipline, focus, and execution inside his little world, the pool, right? And then certainly, as we could see, he reaped the harvest of all of that work. But you know what? I'm sure, and I actually have no doubt that there were times when he just felt like quitting or backing down, right? There were setbacks, injuries, times where he couldn't perform like he wanted to, just like you and me, because we get frustrated, we get tired, we get beat down. But where can we find the inspiration and the motivation to keep going? Is it the coveted prize or the trophy, the gold medal at the end of the race? Hmm, I don't know. Is it the satisfaction that you know you did your very best? Maybe. And for a few rare individuals, they seemingly can muster up this discipline and focus all by themselves. But for the rest of us normal humans, we need someone else. We need something else to help guide us and support us and encourage us. I think if you're listening and following along with me each week on these episodes on the podcast, you're probably one of those people who have lived in that space, trying to develop self-discipline, maybe as an athlete or as a teacher, as a coach, maybe even as a pastor or working as a missionary or in ministry. You fought the good fight in your own mind, in your own heart, so to speak, whether it be in education or sports or ministry, and you're in a position now that you could be the help and the encouragement to someone else who is going through that same thing. For me, encouraging others has often meant assisting them to develop self-discipline, 
assisting them and helping them to keep going in those times that are most wearisome, right? Being able to help them either deny themselves the comfort and the rest that they need and that they want, right? Or encouraging them to force themselves to do some things that they don't want to do. And obviously doing that way in advance, probably with little reward, you know, available immediately. And not to mention our experience and our, uh, perhaps our success in the past sometimes often helps us to be viewed as credible with those people that are following us, right? We are the trusted guide because we've been through it. I want to encourage you today that there's two images that's working in my mind. One is that if you're working at something, I want you to remember these verses. God will honor what you're sowing Okay, nothing will be done in vain and don't grow weary in doing good because the hope of the future, the hope of that reward, that hope of harvest can keep you going, right? You're working, you're working, you're working. Sometimes you're going to have setbacks, but you're going to keep going because you trust that God's going to honor your hard work. Now, the second a factor or uh, image that comes to my mind is, is us as encouragers working in the lives of other people, right? We may not be in the boxing ring fighting, right? We're not throwing the punches. We're actually outside the ring with a towel around our, our necks. We're cheering them on. We're trying to encourage that person. And we are actually sowing seeds in the spirit as well. When we come alongside somebody, we lift them up. We give them some advice. Uh, we give them some guidance. Maybe we give them some correction, right? But we teach them and we guide them. That's actually sowing seeds. And especially for those of you that are teachers, maybe coaches and, and people in ministry, that's a really thankless job sometimes. And so whatever position you find yourself in, I want you to remember, uh, remember these, these verses. Do not be deceived. God will not be mocked, right? For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. That's a great logical truth that will play out in the kingdom uh, and it will play out in your life. There is uh, a great work to be done in encouraging someone else. And so I just want to encourage you today that if you're in the ring and you're throwing the punches, Keep sowing the seeds in the spirit, doing what God wants you to do. And then also, if you're on the outside of the ring, you're cheering for somebody. I want you to continue to sow seeds of love and of support and of encouragement in those people's lives around you. Even if they don't even thank you, even if they don't even know, you're doing what God has called you to do, to be a supportive teacher, to be a supportive coach or a mentor or just a friend like me to be a pastor, to come alongside people and to help them do life, right? The ups and downs. I hope this encourages you today to be the best encourager and to never, ever, ever give up the work that God's given you to do in the spirit, because at the right time, we're going to reap a harvest if we do not give up. Go make it a great day.
Hi, it's Charlie. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Encouragers United Podcast. I need a favor. I'm trying to grow my podcast and the listenership um, so that I can encourage more people and to expand my reach to attract those that are uh, encouragers in our world. I would like you to do me a favor if you could. Uh, I've done several episodes in lots of different formats, but I would love for you to leave me a review uh, and a rating. But in this rating and review, I would like you to give me a secret message as to which type of format of my podcast you like the best. It might be for you to give me a four or five star review and then simply say, I love the way Charlie interviews other, you know, other guests on his show. He's creative and his guests are very informative. That would be a review for you to tell me that you want to hear me do more interviews. However, perhaps you could leave a four or five star review and say, Charlie speaks with wisdom and encouragement. And when he talks, uh, people listen. You know, that would be a way for you to tell me that you like my teaching and that you'd rather just hear me speak. But I would love to get more reviews so that it expands my reach and it informs more people on your on your podcast platforms that my show exists. That way, I think I can expand my reach to more people and encourage more of the encouragers. I really appreciate, again, your support through these. Uh, it's been over a year and a half that I've been working on the podcast, and I'm getting better and better at it, but I'm at a point where I need your help, and that support is very welcomed. Thank you again. <music>